0: Today's guest is former Kentucky athlete, uh, Freddie Maggard, who is now with Kentucky Sports Radio. How are you doing today, Mr. Freddie?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on.
0: So let's just get right to it. How did you become about getting to work with Kentucky sports radio for, you know,
1: obviously for years, I was a fan growing up, played there. I love UK. Uh, People just started asking me to do radio spots, you know, things of that nature and and a few TV spots and, you know, always obliged. And then, uh, uh, Matt Jones reached out to me and asked me if if I would uh, think about, uh, you know, trying my hand in writing for KSR. I suggest, obviously, uh, because of what all Matt has established that Kentucky Sports Radio is unprecedented, to build it from a basement to the largest independent sports blog in America with a radio. The restaurant, and everything that goes with that. Uh, so I, I started writing and, and kind of have grown into it. I, I, was, I had never been a writer, and it's something that uh, you know it's it's harder than you know, folks thinks it is because create a topic, find out what people want to talk about, then write about it, and not look like a complete idiot. So, uh, but yeah, Matt asked me, and, and it's been a wonderful ride, and I enjoy every day at KSR. I work with some tremendously talented people, and they're very supportive. You know, one thing about KSR, you know, a lot of people wonder what it's like with the organization. It, it, it is a true team. I mean, you know, I, from the time I've been with KSR, uh, I've lost my dad and, and Matt and was at the funeral, was at the visitation along with Drew and Ryan. And- Sent flowers, and I recently lost my mother, and you know it, it's just it, they're just a it's just a tremendous team to work with, and I'm very fortunate to be a part of the KSR team.
0: You've been able to keep going forward and keep pushing because you know a lot of times when people have tragedies such as unfortunate as those two events happen that you have such as yourself, a lot of times people are not able to continue going forward and progressing with their life. How have you been able to uh, continue to go?
1: Oh, there's there's several reasons, obviously. My my faith is one. You know, I have to. Uh, you know, unfortunately, when you get to be my age, uh losing parents or a parent is, is part of the circle of life that, that you cannot prepare for. So, you know, it's just you know, when 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 both my parents passed away, you know, I would I know that they would want me to drive on and keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I have children myself, and, and you know, I've, I've I have to be there for them. So it, it, it's just it, my faith, my family, and then and then professionally, just the support and love that I that I've received. From Kentucky Sports Radio is just you know you, you factor all that together and you know li- life is life is tough life is not easy you know you know we always yeah, you know we're in the business of talking about athletes that are just getting started in life you know 18 to 22 years old what I deal with and. You know, after that life is tough and, and you gotta you gotta bounce back. You're gonna get knocked down several times and I certainly have, but you have to bounce back and keep going. As I get older, that that circle of trust gets smaller and smaller. I had a friend once tell me, he said uh, you, you know who your true friends are when you take a long road trip and look down at your phone and see who you've called. Uh, you know, other than you know, my KSR family and, and some some new friends, you know, the, the people that I talk to, I played little league baseball with. I grew up with, played junior high football with and high school with and just have been friends forever. So, yeah, the, the circle shrinks, but the value of friends uh, increases as, as I get older.
0: The, the surroundings may decrease, but the value doesn't with the person. So let's talk about Ke- Kentucky. What are your thoughts with what Mark Stoops has done so far with this compact at Kentucky?
1: I think he's. I think he's been tremendous. I mean, look, the team that he inherited, the program that he inherited was at a low point. Kentucky, the history of Kentucky football, which I am very versed and proud of him, knowledgeable of Kentucky football history right. has not been a program that's been in the upper echelon of the SEC. And You're Mark very Stoops, honest with that. It's yeah, definitely- Mark Stoops, and when I say that, I'm talking about myself because I captained teams at Kentucky. I was a starting quarterback at Kentucky. I always say this, Mark Stoops has built a program, not a series of teams. And and it's easy to look at a coach's tenure and, and decide, is, is that coach building a series of teams during a stay at a school or is he building a program? with identity, personality, et cetera. I think Mark Stoops has built a program at Kentucky that just keeps refurbishing, recruiting, reloading, and selecting players that fit that personality of Kentucky football because as we look in two thousand twenty one and, and and look kind of when, when you know when Stoops first got there, he kinda of, he got over the hump and started a five year bowl run for Kentucky. You know, I think that program is built on toughness. I think it's built on hard work. That that program has a boulder on its shoulder, not a chip. What that says to me, knowing Mark Stoops as I do, that team, that program is taking on has taken on the personality of a tech coach. And that's a good thing, uh, because right. I think Mark Stoops is a great man. He's done a fantastic job. As a person of the media, I appreciate that, because I, I have the viewpoint of evaluating several programs out there. Just look at the coaches and programs that have turned over since Mark Stoops arrived in Lexington. Tennessee's on, what, his third coach? Auburn's right, you on know what? Coach.
0: You, you, I think you actually are 110% correct on that. I believe Tennessee is on their third head coach since
1: Mark yeah. Stoops has been at Kentucky. Yeah, Florida's on its third coach. I mean, Kentucky's been just a pattern of consistency, and you have to credit Mark Stoops for that, but you also have to go past Mark Stoops and give credit to Dr. Capilouto and Mitch Barnhart, the athletic director, who I think is the best athletic director in the business, uh, to for giving him time to so let that, that program build under his personality. What is Kentucky football right now? The last few years, it's – it. Kentucky football can be defined by its offensive line, the big blue wall per se, and that's John Slarman. That that is a rock of that program that that we lost way too soon in his life, but his impact will be felt forever with the Kentucky football program. But that that Kentucky teams over the years has built that offensive line just to beat people up. Exactly, it's done so, and it's been physical. And you have running backs like Benny Snell, who's an all timer at UK, and now you have Chris Rodriguez, six foot five eleven, six foot two hundred and forty pounds, thirty five pounds. It's built on a chip in his shoulder. The best defensive player arguably to ever play at Kentucky is Josh Allen. Josh Allen was a two-star prospect coming out of New Jersey. Now, recruiting service folks are going to say, well, he was a three-star. Yeah, after Kentucky offered him, that automatically brought a third star, but he was a two-star prospect. Look what he's done. Benny Snell was a three-star prospect. Look what he did. So Kentucky has taken players that are not the four- and five-star guys and developed them into team role players and also superstars like Josh Josh Allen, Benny Snell, et cetera. Mike Mike Edwards at Tampa Bay now. So, but now in this evolution where we are today, Kentucky is starting to land those four-star players. But Jagger Burton, you know, the tackle out of Frederick Douglass, was evaluated by uh, national scouts saying he was the most athletic. It's a good mix of of high-ranked players, mid-ranked players, and overlooked players. You mesh all that together, put it under the personality umbrella of Mark Stoops and You have the Kentucky football program. No, you,
0: you definitely do. Um, seeing the transitions for what Mark has done is—it's—it's it's amazing. It is such a good feeling to be able, as a Kentucky fan, talk about college football and have substance behind the name of Kentucky as a fan. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's—it's it's transition. You know, I can—I go back in, in my lifetime. I can. I can remember the Kersey years to Claiborne, to Curry, you know, on to now Mark Stoops. And, and uh, I think as, as, you know, as me, as a former player, because I, I wear two hats, I do the media hat and the former player hat. Right. As a former player, I I, I am extremely pleased of where my alma mater is is right now as far as a football program. And as a member of the media, it's been fun to watch that team uh, that has had unique personalities within it. Program. Right. You know, for backs get hurt. Lynn Bowden, the receiver, comes over. Kentucky finishes eight and five and wins the uh, the belt ball. And, 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 you know, and also wins the Governor's Cup, beats up Louisville pretty badly and wins the Governor's Cup. So, you know, that is a. I think if, if any year personified the Stoops era, it was 2019, uh, where Lynn Bowden unselfishly agreed to move from receiver to quarterback. And then Kentucky changes its offense and just beats people up at the line of scrimmage and wins eight games and wins the belt ball. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's been a fun ride for me to watch what Mark Stoops has done and, and having Vince Merrill on toe there is, uh, you know, he's, he's the best recruiter. Uh, that that I've ever seen at Kentucky, and I think people don't talk enough about how good of a position coach he is with the tight ends. You're looking at next year too. Two pros. Justin Rigg will go to the NFL and Keith Upshaw has a chance to be a superstar in the SEC next season. Definitely and bring, in that, yeah, bring in Jordan Dingle and then Brandon Bates is, is a player you don't talk about, but you know he's 6'5, 250 and can block and catch passes. So uh, yeah, Vince has done a great job and uh, I'm very pleased where Kentucky is right now. Right.
0: It, they uh, definitely are doing uh, great things. Let's talk about, I'm going to talk about one specific player. We you think about Cash Daniels, man, um, do you really wasn't known outside of the actual Kentucky fan base until the year of Benny Snell went crazy and showcased really what he is. What's your thoughts on Cash Daniels and truly how good of a person, not only an athlete, he really is?
1: Yeah, I love Cash. I've known Cash for for a long time. I've known his dad for years. Uh, his dad played basketball at ETSU with a former teammate of mine from high school, Lewis Morris, who was Macy Morris's dad. I, I've known the family forever. Uh, I'm very proud to see and, and I, I enjoyed to watch Cash develop as a linebacker going up uh, uh, through the through the years. He was a great special teams player, then rotated into a full-time spar, uh, starter in 2018. And then Cash is a, is a unique person. He has a tremendous personality and I think he'll use that that to to have an income from the rest of his life, what he did at Kentucky, you know, uh, what Courtney Love is director of player development at Kentucky. And, you know, that they started the uh, four for 40, four year, your four year decision at Kentucky, uh, equals 40 years of the rest of your life, meaning you come to Kentucky, you do your thing, you, you, play well, you represent the university well, yourself, your family well. You're going to be taken care of for the next 40 years. Cash Daniel personifies that four for 40 uh, mantra that Courtney Love has there at Kentucky. You know, he, he's, yeah, I can't turn the TV on without seeing Cash on a commercial, so <laughs> th- that's a good thing. No, 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 absolutely,
0: absolutely. First thing that comes to your mind when I say the name, John Calipari.
1: Champion. I mean, he's, he's got a national championship. Uh, I wish he'd have more everybody else. everybody. If you're not, you know, Kentucky fans expect a national championship every year, and yes. that's how, that's hard to do, but, uh, you know, he, he has won a championship. and
0: I really truly thank Cal. He'll never get the credit that he deserves, you know, um, yeah. but people fail to realize, especially not just Louisville fans, the fans in general, people that hate Kentucky or people that hate the coach that John Calipari is, people don't realize, like, how hard it is to manage All-Stars consistently like that. Like, it is extremely hard. Well, you know, like, what I try to tell people is, there's a reason he's the only, one of the very select few that is capable of doing that. You're yeah, not going to get this part of if you can't coach.
1: There's only been one coach in modern-day sport, college sports that's been able mm-hmm. to, in major sports, I mean, I don't know enough about the other, you know, not football, basketball, right. uh, baseball, uh to manage all-stars and produce championships. There's only been one person ever, and that's Nick Saban. What we think about the talent coming into U.K. basketball, Nick Saban has – that and more at Alabama, but he produces championships on, on a consistent basis. So he, he manages those personalities and gets the best out of his players and, and wins championships. And there's only one Nick Saban, the, the Cal Nick Saban comparisons I need to stop now. If they've even started, uh, because, <laughs> right. because it's apples and oranges, not only a number of titles, but with basketball, you can go out and get three players and could 10 for a championship with football. You're signing 25 players a year. And then you put those 25, four and five stars on. Top of a roster full of four and five stars. There's going to be feelings hurt along the way. <laughs> and Nick Saban's built the culture. Hey, you don't like it? The transfer portal was wide open. Thank you for your services, and we'll help you get out the door. So there's only one Nick Saban. Can't compare Cal to Nick. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's 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 a tough world these days, especially with one and done. You get a team for a few months, and then you start all over again. So right. it, it's pretty tough.
0: So I, I want to get to know. I want to get to know the uh, the Freddie. Not the KSR guy, but just just Freddie. What was childhood like for you growing up, man?
1: Childhood was great for me growing up. Uh, we grew up in, in around coal mines my entire life. My dad was a retired coal miner, and uh, you know valued hard work. You know he worked all the time, but he made time to, to to play sports with me. And, and everything about my dad was UK sports. I mean, uh, you know we we sat and listened to Kay Left call basketball games at the kitchen table. You know we we were we would go to UK football games. We never missed one and we were always the first first people in the parking lot uh before the catwalk could, became the catwalk we would get there early enough to see the team get off the bus and, and I would get Derek Ramsey's autograph every Saturday so awesome. you know it was, it, it was all about sports and uh you know we uh, we lived all through east southeastern Kentucky, Perry County, Electric County, Harlan County so uh you know it was it was it was a good experience growing up and but again it was all sports and, and it wasn't you know, I was, thankfully, that was before the days of specialization, which I loathe, and I think that coaches that, that force kids to play just one sport or specialize, you know, they, they should get their licenses revoked, because I think kids need to play it all, play them all, have fun, be a kid, there's enough. like I said, life is tough as you get through with sports, man. Uh, play basketball, play football, play base, run track, I, you know, whatever, just have fun and represent your school and your community, and, and I think people are too caught up on getting scholarships or doing. Pro at, at the age of seven. I mean, let the kids have fun. And one good thing with me growing up, you know, I played football during the fall, basketball during the winter, right. baseball during the spring. You know, it's just the way I was raised. And, you know, if you yeah. had talent to represent, our community then then you're going to play that sport and, and help win games to represent our community and that's what it was all about for me
0: right you know uh let's 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 touch on that the specialization like you were just saying is, is is horrid people are condemning these kids if they choose to play something other than the one sport that they particularly may be getting coached by that said person what are your thoughts as far as the um the harm that it and the detriment mentally and emotionally that it causes on these young athletes when people are forcing them to play or stick to one specific sport.
1: Kids have pressure by outside entities at a young age. and That's just wrong in my opinion. I mean, you know, nowadays you see you see year round play in, in a sport or something. For me, when I was I had just as much fun throwing rocks in the coming rivers as I did playing basketball. Right. You know, I, I mean, let, let the kids be kids, man. It's, I think, I think today's era of specialization and year-round sports is forcing kids to grow up too quick and, and, and they're not experiencing enough just joy of being a kid out there. And, you know, next thing you know, you're graduating high school, the offers aren't there. And what do you have to look back on? So it, it's, it's a tough situation.
0: No, no, it definitely is. You know, one thing that I want to, uh, touch on before we get into the the final topic of today, as far as like multi-sport athletes. Prime example is Santana Moss. For people of Miami, for people that don't know Santana was a multi-sport athlete. How he got on the football team was how well he did in track and field. Because of track and field, he became a Santana Moss that we all know. So, for example, like little Johnny out there plays baseball and then can transition to basketball or whatever if it wasn't for him playing more than one sport he may not ever be that person right i'm saying like like for me personally i'm so adamant about having freedom you know the problem people think kids shouldn't have that that much freedom kids need to be able to have freedom to be able to depend on themselves when they put in a situation where they need to depend on themselves people just don't give kids the freedom of choice or just freedom in general
1: yeah and, and you know we're talking about the emotional psychological uh and mental impact on that but there's also a physical impact dr james andrews is a world-renowned orthopedic surgeon i mean he does all the all the superstars that have to have surgery go to he, go to him so you read some of his stuff on how uh, year-round baseball for these kids uh, the tommy john surgeries that he's having to perform at the age of 14 15 16, 16 16 years old, that's, you know, you can damage an arm pretty quickly, Uh, throwing just a high number of breaking pitches or whatever, or just throwing – too much from the mound you know you're seeing a lot of arm injuries for kids so that's another thing to, to, to look at but yeah I mean I, I look back very fondly on my sports times I mean because I was with my buddies but right. if we wasn't playing sports we were squirrel hunting or you know, fishing or you know doing something you know there there shouldn't be a hurry to grow up because being a grown-up can not be fun at times.
0: For uh, a novice Kentucky fan, which I don't really feel like there is any people out there that are novice, (laughs) what would you pitch to somebody – to get them to become a Kentucky fan.
1: Wow. Uh, well, there's no pro sports in Kentucky. UK is the only show in town. I mean, you have the University of Louisville there, obviously, but uh, you know, become a Kentucky fan. There's no pro sports, so you don't have to. There's no time that you have to take away from your local NBA team, NFL team, Major League Baseball team, whatever. Uh, UK. You know, for the majority of the state, I mean, you have Jefferson County and surrounding that that are you that have a lot of Louisville fans, but you know, it's it's the only show in town, man, and it's year round. It, if, you, if you're thinking about becoming a Kentucky fan, then I highly suggest you read Kentucky Sports Radio, and we will lead you right there.
0: That's, uh, that's as about as poignant and uh, accurate as you can get. Thank you for this uh, opportunity, and I look forward to getting the interview out there and chatting with you again soon, sir.
1: Okay, buddy. Thank you for having me on.
0: Yes, sir. Take care, man. All right.